the second season of Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they became them and what tips they for girls of my age. Today my guest is Suzanne Ryder-Richardson, who is Director of Soccer Aid at UNICEF UK. Suzanne has also worked at the NSPCC and the British Red Cross. Thanks for joining me today, Suzanne. Can we start by you telling us all how how your career took you into where you are today? And was the charity sector always in your thoughts, even when you were at school? So that's a good question. So um, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do when I was at school. My sister was one of those that knew what she wanted to do from the age of about nine, wanted to be a lawyer and is now a lawyer. Um, I didn't have a clue, but um, I and so I didn't really know where to go, actually, when I when I kind of looked at opportunities and things like that. So I actually started out not planning at all to work in the charity sector. I started out actually in a hotel kitchen thinking I wanted to be a chef, quickly realised I didn't want to do that. Uh, Then I went into wedding planning and catering, but I also didn't like that. So um, I actually was lucky enough um, a couple of years out of uni to get a job with Cancer Research UK um, in their product development team. So that was designing um, all kinds of new different types of fundraising events, working primarily in their Race for Life team at the time. Um, and I really loved it and actually fell in love with the charity sector there for me. And I, I think I kind of love the challenge of having to find find the budget as well as make money from whatever event or campaign you might be running. Um, and then trying to understand what maybe motivates the audience you're speaking to and things like that. So it's a very interesting sector. Um, you get to work in lots of key different events. I've been involved in royal events, big sporting events, even a West End show. So there's lots of variety and challenge, which is why I like it. Well, I know that you went to university. How important do you think it actually is to go, though? So I loved university. Um, I did what's called um, a vocational degree. So where you do a lot of kind of um, alongside the theory, you do a lot of practical training as well. And I loved that. And I really valued that. Um, but I don't think it's the only way. Um, I think the most important thing is to gain experiences that can give you some confidence and some maybe understanding of the workplace. Um, so I don't think it necessarily just needs to be about university. Um and also, you know, you might not know what you want to do and you might try something you don't like and, and try something else. So just use it as, a, as an opportunity for different types of learning. But I don't think it's the only way. Um, I did love it and I did enjoy it and I'd always recommend it. But I think there's lots of other ways you can get those experiences as well. Definitely. Now, when we look at social media, which I know plays a huge part in your business and everyone's lives, more so because of COVID and probably also before that. What advice would you give girls, say, about my age, about how to use it and probably not use it? So it's a good question. That. So social media has got loads of benefits, I think. It's, you know, connected people who have lost touch over the years. It's a good way for businesses to, you know, we use it a lot in Soccer Aid and in terms of telling people about what we're doing um, and being able to share kind of all the different messages that we're trying to, to, to put out there. So there's loads of benefits. But um uh, and actually, I use it a lot for holiday planning as well. So if I'm trying to go on holiday somewhere, I'll always look up, you know, the country and, and see what yeah. might, you know, through social media. And um, I think it, I suppose my recommendation would be but be mindful it's not the only way. So, you know, there's so much that we do online and we've all kind of done more online than we ever have done because of the yeah. whole COVID pandemic and all of that. So, you know, but don't forget, you can still pick up the phone and actually have a conversation with someone. You can go outside and meet your friends outside. So I think although it's been a bit more tricky in recent times, my 
my main advice would be get offline when you can actually and meet up with yeah. people face to face as well. Definitely. I think oh, over the last lockdown, we've kind of lacked that face to face connection and just have been just staring at a screen, which, to be honest, is yeah. quite draining. Yes. And doing all your schooling from screens as well, I imagine is pretty tough. Yeah, it was. If you if you say the amount like the average school day is like seven hours or something, then seven hours on a computer around seven hours is not the best, but it's okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, we have all been hit by COVID, with shops only just reopening and businesses trying to find a what we now call a new normal. If that, how have you how have you had to deal with the COVID nineteen issues, both personally and professionally? I would say soccer aid has been quite hard hit yes it has been quite hard hit so yes so I mean like everyone we've found it very very challenging um we are a mass participation event so we you know we rely on getting lots of people together to for a great cause to come together yes. and, and and raise money through through a moment on tv so it was really challenging I think it's it's had in in some ways some benefits in terms of kind of doing new things so we actually had a our first EA kind of soccer aid sports tournament so a FIFA tournament we had the soccer aid kit in the gaming piece Ooh. itself which was a, a really fun thing that, that we were able to do last year um we were able to have the show last year which we were so proud of um we did yeah. it behind what we called behind closed doors so yeah. we um we had the we had the show we had the millions at home watching the television um who were ever grateful for and, and donating through that through the through the what they saw on the on the tv so for yeah. us it was really important that we were still able to have a show um because of course you know the money that we raise through soccer aid and the millions of pounds that we raise enables unicef to then help those children all around the world so um it was really really difficult um this year we're planning on having a stadium audience we're yeah. we're we're running it under full kind of government guidelines and all of that but yeah. um we're really excited about that actually to have the audience back but yeah it's been a bit of a challenging one um yeah. and actually even just small things like if you had said to me before the pandemic we'd be able to run soccer aid by you know all remotely the whole team remote not seeing each other not being you know in the same offices each other I would have never thought that was possible but actually we found a way to make that work as well as as many others did so um yeah it's been a bit of a learning curve I think it has for the whole world um and as you say, the new normal, yeah. you know, what does that look like? But, um, yeah, excited for this year's show. Well, talking about the show this year, I know that you have some pretty cool people on. You've had some you have some sports people. I know that you have you have Ollie Murs this year, supposed to, which is pretty cool. But if you had to pick a, a famous person, any famous person to join Soccer Raid and do it, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so yeah, we're really lucky actually with Soccer Aid. We have, um, loads and loads of amazing people take part. Now, who would I want if anyone in the, I don't know, I think we'd probably have to get a royal on the pitch. Someone like oh, a, a William or a Harry, someone like that. <laughs> get them, get a bit of royal buzz behind the campaign. I mean, we're, it's, it's an amazing campaign. What's, what's really fun about it is, we have it, I don't think there's any other campaign that I can think of where you have someone like Usain Bolt playing against yeah. the latest person from Love Island, for example. <laughs> but, you know, it's a very weird dynamic of 
yeah. of all the different types of celebrities that, that we have playing together. Everyone donates their time for free. So we, you know, and we actually, I don't think what people realise behind the scenes is we actually do training with the celebrities as well. So they actually give us, you know, just shy of a week of their time um, to yeah. enable us to kind of put the event on. Oh, so, um, yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, this year I'm particularly looking forward to seeing Oh, so many celebrities, but I, I don't know how close you are to the, the show. But we, um, Lee Mack is playing again this year. He, um, he's missed the last three penalties that he's taken in Soccer Aid. So if we have penalties this year, um, we are hopeful that he may score, but we'll see. So fingers crossed for, the, for Lee Mack taking that penalty this year. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Who's your favourite that plays? I'm not sure. It's pretty cool when you say in bot plays. Because you wouldn't think someone in a different area of sport would be playing football. But I guess he would be a pretty good striker because he's quite fast. Oli Murs, because sport and music doesn't just doesn't have much of a connection, to be honest. <laughs> but it is funny when Lee Mack just does not score that penalty. Yeah, well, let's see. Fingers crossed for this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, the world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women, for women might look like in 10 years time? So I hope I suppose I hope equal um, would be my that's what I'd hope it would look like in 10 years time. I mean, I suppose um, it's an interesting question because it's it's, you know, if you're looking at women around the world and, and children and girls around the world and their access to education, actually, um, you know, you, we actually as UNICEF do a lot of work in gender equality and education. Yeah. So making sure that that young girls in particular, but all children have a right to an education. Um, but actually that, that, that girls, you know, have that right too. Um, and, you know, an education for many children is actually a, a really key route out of poverty for them. So it's an opportunity for them to to learn about the world, to understand about the world, but also to get a to get into the workplace in the future. So. Um, I hope that, you know, we will be doing more of that. Well, we will be as UNICEF, but I hope that that, that will lead to greater change to, to enable kind of that gender equality in, in education, um, actually, for, for all children. Um, so, yeah, that's what I I don't know what it will look like in 10 years. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I know what I'd hope it looks like, but um, yeah. we'll see. I think my, my, my hope would be that, you know, more equal, more equality um, and actually equal you know, equal opportunities for, for girls and boys in terms of all their, all the different, um, jobs out there, um, and making, making people understand that, that all options are available to them as well. Well, I definitely agree with you. We definitely have some way to go, but let's hope in 10 years time we've gone a little bit further than we are now. Do you know where you want to be in 10 years? Do you know what you want to be doing? Podcasting your future, do you think? Maybe. I mean, who knows? I am quite interested in STEM and the sciences. So maybe something in that. But sure, why not podcasting? Because it's so fun. Why not? There you go. Well, lots of people have a career in it. So you never know. You never you never do know. It might happen. It may not happen. It may half happen. You don't know. <laughs> now, is there anything that you still want to do, either personally or professionally or both or either one? <laughs> There's so much that I would still like to do. Um, I suppose I've, I think I would love to travel more. So I'm a big fan of traveling and I think traveling gives you an amazing view of the world and, yeah. um, and a, an understanding of different cultures and how kind of lots of different communities work in different ways. And also just being able to see all the amazing different 
different places around the world, really. I mean, I've been very lucky. I was able to I actually studied for a bit in Hong Kong and I also worked for a bit in America. So I've been really lucky to travel quite a bit, but I would definitely love to do more of that. Um, I suppose professionally, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I love I love my role that I'm doing at the moment. I love the campaign. Um, I love the fact that we can raise loads for money of money for UNICEF and support children all over the world. Um, I'd love one day. I've never been out to see the work of UNICEF actually in the field. So perhaps maybe one day that would be an opportunity to go and actually see see the impact of that work. We show a lot of it through the appeal films that we run um, and through the the way we talk about the work in the show as well. Um, but that could be an opportunity. Was the food good in Hong Kong? Was the food good? Yeah, I loved the food in Hong Kong. It took me a while to get used to having yeah. chopsticks. <laughs> and it, I became much slower eating. But yeah, the food was amazing. Very different to home. And I actually, I miss chocolate quite a lot. I'm a big yeah. chocoholic. And they didn't have chocolate in the same way that we have it. But yeah, amazing. I think my favourite was, we used to do this amazing kind of duck and rice at lunchtime in the canteens. And that was very nice. Um, and also, I love sushi. And the sushi out there um, was really cheap compared, you know, if you buy sushi over here, it can be quite expensive out there. It was really cheap. It was as cheap as buying a sandwich, it might be, as it might be in Boots. So uh, yeah, no, I loved, I loved Hong Kong for that. Did you did you practice doing chopsticks with like pencils at your desk <laughs> when you were doing? <laughs> I didn't. That would have maybe been a good idea. No, I had some um, I had some friends who were who were teaching me when I was out there. I soon got used to it, but um, <laughs> it did take a bit of practice. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it yet, but maybe with a bit of practice, I could. Bit make of practice. Chop- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Let's talk. There's a lot of talk about pay equality generally. How well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs in charity and in sport? Yeah, there is a lot of talk about it. Um, I suppose here at home, I suppose I, I like to think there's been lots of progress. I think um, I'm, I think I feel quite lucky to work in a sector where I think it is particularly in tune with that that kind of thing and actually very conscious of it and working hard to kind of make sure that that is equal um I think in the world we're probably not there yet in fact we're definitely not there yet but actually um you know in terms of access to top jobs and things like that I think it's I think in the in the charity sector as as such there's there's good opportunities for that I think different sectors perhaps need to work harder um at it but um you know it's an important topic and, and you know again looking globally I think there's 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 a lot there that that, you know, uh, you know, the future we should look at for the future as well. Um, and, and again, that, I suppose, starts to making sure that, that that girls particularly have that right to education, you know, no matter where they are as well, because um, there's a lot of a lot of children that don't have an education that haven't got that access. Um, and so that's what really what Soccer Aid and what UNICEF is all about is getting giving them that right Definitely. Um, and getting getting them in education where we can. Well, I really enjoyed chatting with you today, Suzanne. Thank you so much. I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women.